0: Hi, I'm Eric carter Lundeen, and you might know me from True Consequences Podcast. And I'm Alex, and you may not know me at all. And we, we are Dos Spookenios. Join us weekly as we tell you all about the paranormal in New Mexico. We will cover aliens, ghosts, and other weird happenings and phenomena. You can find Dos Spookenios wherever you get your favorite podcast. Stay spooky and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review Dos Puqueños. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dos Spookenios. Peace!
1: You are listening to Weird Distractions Podcast, a podcast that talks true crime, conspiracy theory, paranormal stories, folklore, and to be honest, pretty much everything that your mom probably told you not to listen to as a kid. I'm your host, Alex. And Christy. And this week, we are back talking paranormal. Um, Before we kind of dive into that... We're actually going to be skipping distractions this week because, to be honest, we always have the same distractions. (laughs) It's always work. (laughs) It's always work. And 2021 is literally no different. Um, But we have a lot of other housekeeping items that we need to talk to. So, Christy, why don't you tell um, our listeners about the first item on our list?
0: Yes. So, I just want to give a shout-out to our fellow listeners. We want to let you know that we have some goodies coming your way. As of February 1st, 2021, that's crazy saying that in general, um, oh. our Patreon page will be live. So we know that you are dedicated to us. So we want to share the wealth of extras if you choose to. Um, let you know just the breakdown of it. There will be two tiers to choose from. So, tier one, easily distracted, will be $2. It is including episode shoutouts twice a month, there'll be social media shoutouts. Uh, the example of Twitter, Facebook, Insta, and TikTok. After two months, you'll get a free sticker and signed thank you card, and then bonus episode access each month. So some might become a videos, some might be basic episodes. Those will come out on the Sunday, last Sunday of each month. Then there's a second tier, tier two, uh, which is $5. It's here for the weird. Same as everything above, Um, include sticker and a card after one month, there'll be a weird spam episode. Where we tell you our juiciest spam we get. That'll be released on the 15th of the month. And I will be early access to future midweek mini spooks and any other content we decide to
1: create. And that's the usual monthly episodes. Exactly. And if we ever do decide to do, um, like jump on and do ads for our regular episodes well, I'm keeping in mind that maybe that's something else we can kind of add to Patreon is add free episodes. That way you don't have to listen to a bunch of random ads while you listen to us. We're not sure if we're going to go that route, but hey, you never know. Life is crazy. So, uh, and the next item on our housekeeping list, and kind of the most exciting is starting January 4th to January 24th, we are going to be doing a giveaway. So what will happen is we will be posting um, a specific giveaway post on Instagram where you have to like the photo, share it to your story. And the big thing is we're asking people to also leave us an Apple review. This is huge because as you know, as you've heard from other episodes, the way Apple podcast works is really funky essentially to get us kind of more well-known out there. We kind of need a little bit more reviews And we thought, hey, why not try and do that and give some people some really cool stuff um, in return. So we are going to be giving away a $25 uh, Amazon gift card and some weird distractions merch. So um, like I said, definitely keep an eye out for our Instagram or Instagram post. I'll be coming out the day after this episode comes out, which is January 3rd. So January 4th keep an eye out on Instagram. We will be having a giveaway and we're going to be announcing the winner January 25th at 6 p.m. Eastern standard time via Instagram story. And Oh, one thing I forgot to mention Um, to send us your review. If you can either DM us on Instagram, or if you email us at weird distractions podcast, make sure to send us a screenshot of the review. That's the only kind of way we're going to probably be able to know who, put it in and who said what um if Mm -hmm. you do email us though make sure you include your instagram handle that way we can message you on instagram and tag you to let you know that you're the winner and i think i think that's it did i cover everything does that sound right all the goodies all the goodies so that's i think that's kind of it for housekeeping got got a giveaway January is just a bumping month. It's also my birthday month. So, like...
0: <laughs> just make everything good for January, because, like, 2020 has to be better than this year, so... Or
1: 2021, 2020. I should I say. <laughs> a, it's actually just 2020 for the rest of our lives. All the time. Constantly. It, it, it's not going to change. It's just going to be 2020 forever, indefinitely. <laughs> All right, so... I'm leaving, bye. I'm leaving. Fuck this noise. All right, so let's talk about some spooky, ooky shit. Are you ready? Ookie.
0: Weird,
1: let's get weird. get weird, let's get distracted. So this week we are talking about Helen Duncan. Now, Helen was born as a Sagittarius on November 25th, 1897. Uh, she was actually born Helen McFarlane, mostly referred to later on in life as Helen Duncan or Hela Schnell, and would be known as many things. So a Scottish medium, a potential moneymaker, and someone who could reportedly produce ectoplasm. So before we kind of dive deeper into Helen and kind of why we're talking about her and why, you know, she kind of gives us this weird distraction, so to speak, um, I kind of want to give a little bit of a blurb out to what ectoplasm is for listeners who don't know. Ectoplasm has reportedly uh, or has reported to happen when a medium is in a trance state and they're able to produce a gauze-like substance from some orifice of the of the body um, according to good old wikipedia and the way that i could suggest kind of it being visualized would be somewhat to like so, like kind of like a satin smoke leaving someone's body so usually in photographs you can see it leaving from the nose or the mouth um but it's essentially it's spirits not. let's be real it's it's spirit not. it's a spirit trying to disgusting <laughs> disgusting but essentially it is the spirit's way of trying to come out of the body like use a person as a host and come out of the body and like I don't know do a jingle after it's it's weird I don't know I've never experienced it before so I can't really give a firsthand report but that's my I, when you're
0: saying this all i picture is like when you watch movies and then they have like the exorcism and then the demons leave their body from whatever weird way it is that's what i'm picturing
1: <laughs> i honestly the first time i ever heard ectoplasm and like the ex like explanation of it i think was in like the haunting of connecticut or something or like the mm. haunting of Georgia or whatever where essentially they were doing a seance and all of a sudden the kids just like puking up spirits not but not really puking because it's just like a spirit leaving anyways it's it's gross it's it sounds disgusting and it looks not, not here great. for it We're not really here for it so anyways let's talk more about hella chanel which is a really badass nickname i'm gonna add
0: mm-hmm.
1: helen was born in calander to parents archibald and isabella when Helen was a child, she kind of brought some concern when she would reportedly freak out her classmates with her prophecies of doom and what has been described as hysterical behavior. I couldn't find any further information as to what the fuck hysterical behavior is, but say eighteen hundred, late 1800s, early 1900s, so she honestly could have been crying and people were like, oh my god, she's hysterical.
0: Yeah, like, is she crazy or yeah, is she just crying? Like, that's, there's two yeah. very different levels of that
1: I know. I I love when there's like old reports of people being quote unquote hysterical and it's like, okay, but define hysterical. Like what is hysterical? So some could say that this was maybe kind of like an early sign that Helen was exhibiting spiritualistic capabilities, perhaps specifically clairvoyance. Um, this was obviously not sitting well with her mom, who was like a devout member of the Presbyterian Church. So Helen would probably come home from school maybe with a teacher's note, and it would say, you know, Helen's, you know, exhibiting all this, like, weird, not, like, not Christian stuff, or not Presbyterian kind of stuff, and her mom's probably just like, for the love of God, like. What happened again? I know. I can't let this get back to the church, essentially. So, regardless of the concerns, Helen would leave school and work at the Dundee Royal Infirmary. In 1916, 19 year old Helen would find love in Henry Duncan, who is a cabinet maker and war vet. The two would go on to have six children in total. This meant that they needed as much income as possible. So Helen worked part time at a bleach factory, which that sounds awful. I'm sorry. That sounds awful.
0: That sounds I, like your hands are raw. And, I, just, yeah.
1: I, I just feel every, like, my hands are burning. My nose feels like it's burning already. I'm not even in the bleach factory. Like, it just, I just, it's one of those automatic emotions you feel when you hear something, (laughs) and that's what I (laughs) So, the shimmer of potential supernatural capabilities didn't seem to ease up, despite Helen aging and being preoccupied with family life, and Henry apparently supported Helen with her abilities. Uh, So, Helen, at this point, I think, was trying to balance, you know, work life, family life, and spiritualism life, you know, trying to manage what most of us can't, so to speak. Um a busy so life. Busy life. I can imagine that day journal of hers was just packed. Like Monday to Sunday, just pumped with all kinds of things. Like having six kids, you can imagine every kid had some somewhere to be at some point, plus the husband, plus work, plus trying to be a clairvoyant. Like that's a lot to ask for one even. Probably,
0: probably like one book a month at least. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, she probably had multiple journals or like multiple day planners. Anyways, uh, Helen started practicing her abilities. Uh, she kind of developed more into a physical medium from a clairvoyant and decided to offer seances and tea leaf reading sometime in 1926 at the age of roughly roughly 29. What's a tea so, leaf reading? Tea leaf reading. I don't really. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a really dumb assumption. I, like I've heard about it, but I don't know really exactly. But you use these specific kinds of tea leaves and they can kind of predict the future, so to speak, or like kind of give you answers. It's kind of like, if you think of a, like a magic eight ball, you know what I mean? But instead you use tea leaves. Ooh, okay. I, we'll have to maybe talk about it in a future episode. I don't, I did not look into it. There's probably, <laughs> Yeah, I just
0: Googled it. it. I like put in tea leaf reading. What comes up is I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Just. Okay. Tissography, something like that, oh. is a divination or fortune-telling method that interprets patterns in tea leaves, coffee grounds, or wine sediments. In more modern practice, residuals of other beverages, such as hot chocolate, beer, or juice can also be done. So it's like what? you put it in the cup, and then like the stuff in the bottom of the cup like gives you a message, whatever the fuck it's supposed to tell you. If you look that's, at these grains in the bottom of the cup.
1: That's kind of cool. I could do that. Especially with chocolate milk, riddle me. I could do that every night right before no, bed. chocolate.
0: That's key.
1: Oh, well, okay. That's just that's just rude. Okay. No, not everyone drinks hot chocolate before bed, okay? Anyways, these seances were apparently pretty intense as Helen would offer spirits to essentially produce ectoplasm through her, which apparently for Helen would come out of her mouth. And I'm going to direct you, Christy, to look at the photos I have previously sent into our Skype chat. So, yeah, so I was looking
0: at, the, at them before, so that white yeah. thing is like the ectoplasm.
1: Supposedly. No? Supposedly. We'll we'll mm-hmm. get to it. It, looks like,
0: cl- it looks like cloth. Like, it doesn't look like a liquid coming out, but okay.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll, get to it. We'll get to it. So after offering these services for about two years, a photographer by the name of Harvey Metcalf attended a couple of these seances that Helen was offering and snapped some pictures. Some of these pictures would capture Helen's reported spirit guide, Peggy. Now, Peggy was coined as being a spirit that would work alongside Helen, but what the photos caught was a paper mache mask with a coat hanger for shoulders-looking doll. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry what so paper mache mask coat hanger coat for hanger. shoulders yeah so mm-hmm. the, the, the mask was on the coat hanger okay and it was a doll
0: and they were supposed to believe that that was a person or like a
1: yes, spirit. Because, yeah because if you think about it like and even in these pictures and we'll post some of these pictures um when we release the episode but essentially, I think how seances would work was obviously it's in a darkened room, maybe lit by a couple of candles, but like the atmosphere is pretty spooky and pretty dark. You could probably pretend that this quote unquote spirit guide is an actual spirit because of, you know, how dim the lights are. And not only that, but as you can kind of see in one of the photos, it looks like she's always kind of near some curtains. And I don't know if that was always the the thing that Helen did was she was always trying to be near curtains or like what have you, but that's just how it looks. So, so the,
0: the spirit's far enough away you can't really tell what it is, but it's
1: exactly. like clear
0: enough by the window that it might exactly. be something. But really it's just a coat
1: hanger. Exactly. So it's kinda it kinda of, kind of presented as an optical illusion of sorts. These photos did not bode over well obviously, but it didn't seem to fully ruin her career just yet. So really. surprisingly, sometime in nineteen thirty one, the London Spirit Spiritualist Alliance Um, also referred to as what I'm going to refer to as the LSA, uh, decided to take a look beyond the curtain of Helen's seances. So during their investigation, they found out that when Helen would open her mouth to get the the ectoplasm out, it would essentially build up at the tip of her tongue until it formed what some have described as a cherry-like shape. The ectoplasm then reportedly swelled up so much that it would sometimes cover Helen's entire body. The investi- I know. The investigation also found that the ectoplasm substance didn't seem to be in Helen's pharynx, um, which would suggest that Helen wasn't using a cheesecloth or another form of cloth as a way to fake the ectoplasm. Essentially, the LSA's hypothesis was handed to psychical researcher Harry Price, who decided to take a peek into Helen's ability. So they, the LSA was looking into it, and they're like, okay, this... like. They wanted to make sure that she wasn't a fraud, but they were having it sounds time, like it. <laughs> yeah. But they were having a hard time
0: disbelieving her.
1: Exactly, or exactly. Her. exactly. And Harry Price, for people who um, are really into the paranormal and like the history and spiritualism, Harry Price is a big name. He was essentially one of those people that he I, I think he believed in spiritualism and believed in the paranormal, but he also was pretty quick to say this isn't right this is a fraud you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um which we'll get to what he thinks of helen because it's not it's not great good (laughs) it's not good good. and i just want to put like a little psa out there i i don't want it to sound like i'm diminishing helen's experience because some of her living relatives to this day are trying to argue that, you know, she should be considered, like, a, a big per like, a big force behind spirit, not spiritualism, but just, like, what she did, like, her seances should be credited as fact and as real.
0: Something of significance?
1: Yeah, and, like, I'm not saying that's not truth, but there essentially, what I've read so far is there were a lot of people who didn't necessarily believe it, so I'm going to try and cover both. Um okay. My opinion on the situation, I wasn't alive, I wasn't there, I can't really judge. So. We're too young, so we don't know. Yeah, I mean, been around since 1934. If I was around 1931, maybe I could have helped out, but, like, no one called me. So I'm just...
0: How rude.
1: How fucking rude. <laughs> Anyways. So, okay, so yeah, they, LSA handed the hypothesis to Harry Price. Uh, Helen agreed to be examined by Price, in which she apparently agreed to take a tablet of methylene, uh, methylene blue, sorry, before her séance to essentially remove any chance of her pulling any tricks. And apparently, during the séance, no ectoplasm appeared, which the final report would state that Helen had swallowed the material at some point prior to the séance. So they think that she, she knew that she was going to have to do something to essentially debunk the ectoplasm so I think they thought that she swallowed whatever was you know to make the ectoplasm or got rid of it then swallowed the pill and then during the seance oh no no ectoplasm appeared. The investigation by Price wasn't fully over as he was given some of the ectoplasm from a previous seance by Helen and a bottle of water to further examine. So he took it to a chemist and they found out that the ectoplasm was mixed with egg whites and other chemicals, things that Price was able to eventually make up himself. So he was able to replicate the exact same thing, kind of debunking it in a sense.
0: They're calling her a sham.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Price reportedly then gave Helen 50 pounds, which in today's inflammation is uh, three thousand four hundred and twenty eight. Uh, pounds essentially uh, to do more testing at this point i think helen was getting kind of frustrated i mean she was doing everything they were asking for and you know even though she was getting paid quite a bit in today like in retrospect um it was it was also
0: just trying to disprove her no matter what like what exactly paid. like they're just like trying to prove you can't do it or it's not real
1: exactly um and things kind of escalated between helen and the researchers uh during one of a like a propositioned x-ray actually so essentially the report by price stated that um she was asked to do an x-ray after she kind of came out of a trance so essentially she was in a trance came to and she was asked to do an x-ray and what she calmly probably replied no fucking thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just laughing as I can just picture it like because I do that and I'm like yeah. oh let's just bring this person out of their little like like comatose air like thing and then it's like okay boom x-ray done
1: (laughs) (laughs) so i know you've just woken up but can you do this really invasive? well it's not really that invasive but can you do this invasive thing for me please thank you so yeah she was like now yeah she's like nah I i don't want to do it i'm i'm fucking tired like i was just in a trance can you give me 15 minutes and a medium coffee thank you so henry like her husband uh tried to convince her but as we know no means no so mm. so it sounds like helen was past the point of compromising and she apparently socked henry in the face before trying to hit dr william brown which is kind of funny because it's like like i get it i have been in a in a state where like i've just woken up and someone's asking me a million questions and i'm i'm on the verge of hitting them she just went for it She's like you know what fuck you guys i'm i'm tired of your shit Um, she's like I'm done
0: with this a little bit of right hook
1: yeah (laughs) don't fuck with me essentially Uh, so after she essentially tried to hit Dr. William Brown she fled the lab um, in which Henry chased her down and brought her back so she came back with Henry and demanded an x-ray so kind of had a change of heart Um, however I think after all the chaos they scrapped the idea of doing the x-ray like honestly do you really want to do an x-ray on someone who just punched her own husband like, I wouldn't after, I'd be like, you know what, ma'am, we were wrong, we should have respected your decision to say no, why don't we, why don't we call it a day, you go home, have a nap, put your feet up, relax, do your thing, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it another day, but. Yeah, I
0: know sometimes I don't even want to do X-rays on compliant people, so no thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before, I, I, that's the thing, I. I kind of read a little bit of misinformation. So some some reports claim that the x-ray didn't happen. Some reports claim that it almost did. Anyways, either way, uh, Dr. Didn't William, happen. Yeah, Dr. William Brown had asked Henry to empty his pockets. Not sure what made the doctor kind of want to ask him this, but I will say maybe kind of good on them um, mm-hmm. because Henry actually denied doing that. He's like, I'm not going to, empty my pockets and he refused to be searched which Weird. always kind of seems suspicious in my opinion like if you don't have anything to hide then just do it but i also then respect people's decision not to be frisked right like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a okay but on one hand i get it but on the other hand it's kind of suspicious yeah
0: like if you don't have anything to hide then just do it okay exactly,
1: whatever. exactly. free will yeah so Price, on the other hand, felt that Henry denied being searched or turning out his pockets because he had the cheesecloth that Helen was hiding prior to. Uh, he also documented in his findings that a couple that the couple offered another seance after this, um, where the spectators, who of course were all men, probably all white fat cats, um, were allowed to take a piece of the ectoplasm with a pair of scissors whenever they kind of got the green light from... Either Helen or Henry or whoever was, you know, given the green light during they were this. Snipping thing, off a
0: piece of the cheesecloth.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So one of the men grabbed a piece in which Helen, which made Helen scream, and apparently the rest of the ectoplasm went down her throat. This time it wasn't a cheesecloth though. Do you want to know what it was? Eggs. It was paper soaked in egg whites and folded into a flattened tube.
0: Mm. Which that's just, going down your throat
1: that just sounds gross like I get it you're trying really hard to make a buck times are tough You yeah, got six kids to feed you got a husband to feed you got yourself to feed but like
0: yeah it's a lot of work to go through all that stuff like let's take like, some egg whites let's take like, some paper and blah, blah 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 make this and then I'm gonna let people cut it off and show them like examples of it
1: I'm like girl no that's it that's a lot of work that's just a lot of work <laughs> and hey you know what credit on her because she kind of a money maker, right like she she did this for quite some time she was probably able to make good money and you mm-hmm. gotta make do of shitty situations i guess uh to quote price after this discovery in his report and i got this off of wiki could anything be more infantile than a group of grown up men wasting time money and energy on the antics of a fat female crook it's ruthless okay i know he fucking he was not in <laughs> he, he tore up that situation he's like nope mm-mm, this is bullshit uh, a psychologist uh by the name of william mcdougall who was a huge part behind the creation of parapsychology and universities in the u.s uh around the 1930s also attended two of helen's seances in which he claimed the quote whole performance was quote fraudulent. If that Mm. wasn't bad enough, the Duncan's former maid, Mary, spilled the tea, not the tea leaf tea, just the regular tea, (laughs) about (laughs) gossip tea, about helping Helen in her seance trick. So now the maid's fucking talking shit. The maid's trying Mm. to out her. And if that... If that wasn't bad enough, Henry's teacup would also spill as he claimed that Helen's ectoplasm was a form of material that she regurgitated. Yeah. So like no one's supporting Helen. No one, no one is helping Helen in this situation. She's uh, like, she is the only person on her team saying that this She's is like, I'm great. just
0: out here trying to show you the truth and puke up the shit. And everyone's like, you've run.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. And like, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of sad, and this is kind of where like my heart kind of goes out to her, because like I said, she was just trying to make a living for herself. Yes, some might call her a fraud. Yes, some might say that's bad. I get it. I absolutely fucking get it. Where I'm coming from is she's just trying to do something that I think a lot of us also try and do, and is trying to make a living one way or another. Sometimes it's legit, sometimes it's not legit. To each their own. I mean, at least she wasn't going door-to-door trying to do, like, an MLM scheme or something, or some kind of pyramid scheme. (laughs) She got all those kids' mouths to feed, so, I guess so. Exactly! She had six children. Six! Six! A lot of babies. A lot of babies. So, shit's obviously hitting the fan. Um, Helen's name has been taken through the mud, it seems, and unfortunately the horse pulling her name through the mud wasn't stopping. So, on January 6, 1933, Helen was doing a se- seance in Edinburgh. Uh, during the seance, Helen's spirit guide, Peggy, she showed up. She came to the party. Uh, I don't know if Peggy's entrance startled pe- uh, startled the people at the seance, but a na- man by the name of Ison Malou, which I'm absolutely butchering, um, apologies, uh, who is also at the seance, allegedly grabbed Peggy. So he he got spooked, probably grabbed her uh he grabbed the coat hanger he grabbed well Peggy got an upgrade I forgot okay Peggy, Peggy got some work done because now Peggy was essentially a doll in a child's vest kind of thing now no. so no coat hangers, blow up going on or something <laughs> Peggy Peggy was Peggy got some work done let's just say that okay so obviously this didn't sit well with the seance goers to the point where the police were called as they felt Helen was lying about her capabilities and not giving them an honest to goodness seance. So they were they were pissed.
0: I guess rightfully so. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I could like grab it up on some doll. Like, what is this?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Like once again, I get it. People are paying for a show. That they are believing is true and being told is true. And if they feel like they're not being told the truth, they're going to get mad. And that's that's kind of understandable, right? And what their money's worth, I suppose. Yeah. So Helen would actually be taken to court for this incident and fined 10 pounds. Um I'm not sure the exact charge, but I'm going to kind of assume it was fraud of some sort. Mm-hmm. So... Three years after this legal mess, another researcher by the name of Nandor Fedor had approached Helen to see if she'd be willing to be filmed with an infrared camera whilst doing a seance. And when she said, no, 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 thank you. No, I'm good. No. mm -mm." Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but you can maybe view it as this was a situation where she was maybe either trying to hide More, you know, uh, hide the proof, essentially, that she maybe was faking it. Or you could also argue that this is her just setting up healthy boundaries. Right? Protecting herself, yes. Exactly. Like, you got to protect yourself, girl. Because if you don't, people are just going to walk all over you, poke and pry you, and pretend that you are a test subject when you're not. So. Mm -hmm. Just saying. So, regardless, Helen was on thin ice, and it was about to sink, like, she was about to sink pretty fast. Uh, So in November 1941, during World War II, Helen had a seance in Portsmouth, England. During the seance, she shared that a spirit of a sailor had told her that the HMS Barham, a Royal Navy battleship, had sunk. She wasn't wrong, and there were apparently over 800 victims during this sinking. This was kind of a big deal, though, because she was apparently told this during a stance in November, but it wouldn't be until January 1942 that the public was made aware of the sinking.
0: That's when the sinking happened or that's when they were made aware?
1: That's when they were made aware. So the sinking happened in November of uh, 1941, but the public wasn't alerted until 1942 interesting Until and she
0: it like just did it give an example or like details of that she knew it before it happened or like right when it happened or just that she knew about it
1: she essentially told the people at the sansa sa- 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 sailor had come forward and told her hey i'm i just died on this boat mm. and she was like spreading the news which back in the day and i think it still applies today you're not really supposed to be spreading that information out unless you know it's for sure right?
0: national intelligence.
1: Exactly. So some have argued that word may have gotten out, gotten to Hel- Helen before it was released to the public as families and loved ones knew before January, potentially also being told in November. Therefore, those who know who were notified could have told others in the community or word of mouth could have easily passed the information and landed to Helen. Not only that, but there was actually a confirmed leak of the HMS Barham sinking from Secretary of the First Lord of Professor Postan, but Professor Postan was never arrested for the matter. So apparently, he knew about it, and he was telling people, um, I think maybe he got a slap on the wrist, if anything, was just like, hey, stop that, stop telling people this shit, like, stop spilling the tea, but Mm. I'm not really sure. It was literally just, like, a little blurb about the situation, that was it.
0: You may or may not have gotten to her somehow, but
1: it's 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 unknown. Like, we don't know if someone told her before the seance, like an actual living being, if a spirit actually did tell her and came forward, or if she was just making it up, right? Like, there's so mm-hmm. many different possibilities, and we, we might never actually know. But word um, had kind of followed out that Helen would, had made this claim during a seance, and mm-hmm. the Navy decided to keep her on their radar. So she kind of She's getting attention from the Navy now, which is n- and not in the good way.
0: Yeah, probably
1: not good. No. So, two lieutenants actually attended a seance of Helen's in January of 1944. One of them, named Lieutenant Worth, uh, was not about Helen's seance tricks. So, apparently, now I don't know if this was Peggy, but a cloth figure behind some curtains apparently told him through... Helen potentially I don't know the details the fine details mm-hmm. but essentially they went about saying oh your your aunt your your deceased aunt is saying hello from the other side and he's like I don't have any dead aunts awkward I know and then beyond that they're like oh well your sister your dead sister is also coming forward and saying hi and I can just oh, picture, there's no
0: dead sisters
1: Yeah I just picture this lieutenant being like dead face just like I don't have a fucking dead sister Like my sister is alive and well I saw her yesterday I'm seeing her tonight for dinner don't come at me with this shit so Lieutenant Worth yeah Lieutenant Worth was so disgusted that he actually went to police who followed up with Helen on January 19th so the police went undercover to one of Helen's seances where they found that she was faking being a manifested spirit in a white cloth So, on top of that, Helen was also found to have a mock HMS Barham hat band, which essentially could have been used previously to manifest the other spirit of the sailor from that November seance, way back in 1941. Helen did argue this. She said she didn't know it was a legit-looking hat. She... I don't know if she picked it up somewhere. I don't know the the finer details, but essentially she's like, Oh, I I had no idea. You just found it. I just found it. It was it was at Value Village. It was a (laughs) seal of a deal. I had a coupon, I got it for like a pound, not even. (sighs) Nothing, nothing, just nothing was making sense. So Helen would be arrested under the minor offense under the Vagrancy Act of 1824. But authorities thought this was a little too minor and eventually charged her under section four of the Witchcraft Act of seventeen thirty-five, which essentially covers fraudulent spiritual activity. So fancy they have their own like specific witchcraft little law or whatnot. Well, a lot of places did. I mean, obviously we don't really use them now. I mean some places I'm sure probably still have them, the ones that aren't really up to time, so to speak, but Mm -hmm. essentially this section or this charge would cover fraudulent spiritual activity there were seven count seven counts of charges so two of conspiracy to contravene the witchcraft act two of obtaining money for false pretenses and three of the common law offenses of public mischief according to wikipedia during helen's trial a man by the name of alfred dodd had testified that he thought helen was too legit to quit And it seemed like the community was torn between believers and naysayers, which I feel like is kind of hard too, right? Like there's two sides. Well, I feel like there's three sides of every story. If you think about it, there are, there is a main person involved. There's people who think they're involved. And then there's the community at large who also think they're involved, but not really. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say, it's hard to say what was actually going on, but regardless, you know, I think Helen did have some people that actually, Believed in her,
0: yeah. Like she must have some true believers on her side that like went to her séances and were like,
1: "Okay, like I
0: I see Peggy, or I see what's happening, or I see this person coming forward, and they like, relate to me." Sure,
1: exactly. So the trial point uh, was turning out to be a challenge for the prosecution since the police's raid on the séance in Portsmouth, um, which actually led to the arrest, obviously, didn't actually produce much, if not at all, like evidence of fraud, and there was therefore like, their essential case was based off of eyewitness testimony, which we both know is not the most solid. Not a good. No. So the eyewitnesses, as a majority, claimed no wrongdoing by Helen. Uh, During the trial, the judge also didn't apparently allow Helen to use her powers as part of a defense, which I kind of find problematic. Because, like, if you're going to say you're not or, no, if you're going to say, like, you're a fraud, you're, you're a fraud, you know, you can't do this, you're you're lying to people, then wouldn't you want the person to prove themselves, like, legitly prove themselves in a court, you know? Mm. To me... Yeah, like, I
0: think it's just funny the way you said it, you're like, can't use your powers, but it's like, yeah, like, there's no way then for her to, like, not discredit herself if she can't do it.
1: Exactly. That's what I don't understand. So, like, I, I find it problematic, but then again... I wasn't around. I wasn't invited. No one asked me to come. I would have pointed it out if I was invited. But guess I got lost in the mail, I guess.
0: Invited pre-50 years.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I still would have attended. Anyways, so the jury brought in a guilty verdict on one of the counts. And the judge then discharged them from giving any further verdicts. Because I was trying to, I was trying to understand this whole thing. So essentially, I think... The judge was worried that they were only going to find her guilty on one, but not all of them. And the judge, I don't know, apparently he had some fucking beef with Helen because he wanted her guilty on everything. So, yeah. Which, like, how unfair. How disgustingly unfair. Um, He made sure that Helen was essentially guilty on all counts and all charges. So, she was sentenced to nine months, but reportedly only served six. Some, Some vary, but... From what I gathered, she only served six of the nine months in total. Anywhere from six to nine. Well,
0: it could have been worse.
1: It could have been worse. So, uh, well, it also could have been better, too, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> could have been no time, I guess.
1: But. Yeah, she could have been left alone, but, like, hey, whatever. So when Helen was released in 1945, she solemnly swore she would stop doing seances. She was done summoning spirits and whatnot. She was off of that bullshit. She's like, no new me coming clean doing my own thing you know i'm gonna go back to the bleach factory i'm gonna look after my kid well maybe her kids are adults but you know i'm gonna do my thing gonna hang out with henry whatever um Mm -hmm. but as we both know old habits die hard Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) and she was arrested doing another seance in 1956 (laughs)
0: Don't learn your lesson, bitch.
1: No, no. And unfortunately, Helen would pass away later that year um, at at her home in Edinburgh on December 6, 1956, at the age of 59. So some spiritualist rumors swirled that Helen died as she was interrupted during a trance, which apparently is a no-no. Like, you do not interrupt anyone during a trance. Like, they could die, supposedly. Mm -hmm. But how she had a long history of having health problems, particularly around obesity and health con- heart concerns. So mm. a lot so it could of, have been a
0: couple causes.
1: It could have been this. It could have been that. It could have been a million things. But unfortunately, she did she did die at a really young age. Like fifty nine is young, right? Mm-hmm. So too young
0: for this day and age, for sure.
1: Yeah. So the kind of aftermath of all of this is Helen's trial contributed contributed to. The repeal of the Witchcraft Act, which was led by Thomas Brooks, um, who was another Labour member of Parliament, who was also a spiritualist, so I kind of found that interesting. Uh, Duncan's original conviction still stands, and it was the subject of a sustained campaign to have it overturned. Um, Many have discredited Helen as being nothing but a hoax. However, others in the spiritualist community still kind of have faith that Helen was you know, legit. Uh, supporters and descendants of Helen have tried to campaign about seven or more times to have Helen posthumously pardoned, like, have her charge removed. However, each time it's been rejected, unfortunately. Whether she was a spiritualist or an opportunist, Hella Schnell definitely gave people something to talk about. And here's some weird facts. I swear I'm almost done. I'm almost done. done. <laughs> You're good. Ah. So, Helen is often coined as the last person convicted under the Witchcraft Act of 1735. However, there are some arguments around this. uh, Mostly saying that Helen was maybe the second last, but not actually the last. A woman by the name of Jane Rebecca York, who lived from January 27th, 1872 until 1953, was an English medium who supposedly was the last person charged under the Witchcraft Act. She was arrested in July 1944 for reportedly practicing fraudulent services to the public and exploiting wartime fear. So, kind of similar-ish to, to Helen. Um, Ish, yes. During her trial, which was in September at uh, which was in September um, in London, Jane was found guilty on seven seven counts ag- against the Witchcraft Act of 1735. So, kind of similar to Helen. Uh, mm-hmm. Jane was given a light sentence, though, as she was 72 at the time. Uh, she was fined five pounds and placed on good behavior for three years. So essentially, she wasn't allowed to do anything bad for three years, mm-hmm. or else she'd be arrested. Um, similar to Helen, Jane Jane obviously promised no more seances, and Jane's arrest and trial did happen only months after Helen's but regardless both ladies contributed to the repeal of the Witchcraft Act of 1735
0: so mm-hmm. so yeah it's not really sure who was what but they're around the same time and they both were
1: yeah and, it. and technically speaking Jane was I think charged after Helen so if you really want to get down to like the nitty-gritty details she technically was the last person charged technically mm. But there's not really Want to get
0: technical. Much,
1: yeah, there's not really much about Jane Rebecca York out there. Like it, I, I tried to find information, but there's not really a heck of a lot that I could find online in my limited search engines. But yeah. I thought it was interesting because a lot of other like when I was looking um, just to see like how many other podcasts have covered Helen Duncan, a lot of them do claim that she is the last person charged. But then I saw this argument. I'm like, that's really interesting that um, mm-hmm. she wasn't technically but like by a small technicality so there's a fun weird fact for you folks Fun uh, fact, fact checks fact checks so my resources are good old wikipedia as usual and the daily record article from ectoplasm to dead ants the real story of scotland's last convicted witch by anna burnside on november 7th 2019. So, Christy, do you want to tell these weirdos where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our many platforms.
0: We are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast. would love a review, go on, give some kind of stars, and just on any other general platform that you listen to other podcasts on, you can find us. You can email us any suggestions or topics or anything in general to weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. You can tweet at us on Twitter at weirddistracti1. And you can hit us up on our Insta page at Weird Destruction Pod.
1: Yes, and obviously stay tuned because we have Patreon coming up. Uh, so goodies coming up. Exactly, we have goodies coming up. And technically Patreon, like, if you go now, you can register on a tier. But the thing is, you're not going to be billed until February. So you can get on there now, but there's like you won't be billed till February, just the way that we decided to kind of plan it out. Um, and the first kind of content that you'll get comes out, I believe, January 31st. If I do remember correctly, um, I believe so, that's, so. Yes. Yes. So that's pretty neat. And then, yeah, after the the day after this episode comes up, we've got a giveaway for like some pretty cool shit. So keep an eye out for so that. I
0: definitely. Yes, definitely go over to our Insta page and look up that.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think. I think that's it for housekeeping, for weird distracting stories, for all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So thank you once again, as always, for listening, for supporting, and just being a weirdo, because we really appreciate that. Us weirdos got to stick together. We got to keep the love. Got to keep everything freaky deaky. <laughs> got to
0: keep and the if, clan together.
1: <laughs> got to keep the clan together. So if you need a distraction... We got you. Bye. Bye.
0: This is Give Us More. I'm Neve. I'm Megan. And this is our super casual promo.
1: We are a true crime
0: podcast here to make you laugh your tits off. Fuck you. She's a fairy. It's nighttime, right? And next thing you just see a glowing dick. <laughs> she switched the pills in the bottle. I would so bully him. Why are you hitting on your hitman? kill my husband for the life insurance money bye <laughs> you're gonna break out a death row inmate for a canoe his classmates <laughs> would call him turd boy if that interests you make sure to check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts or oh, do
1: no. it's fine super casual